This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 33. I want to read something from there. We started talking about something last week about time, about season, about assignments, purpose and assignment, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. I want to read verse 7. And you will understand in a while why we are starting this way. Bible says, and this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, now Jacob was praying for his children. Oh no, so Moses was praying for the children of Israel. Jacob had prayed earlier for all the tribes also, and now Moses is praying. Thank God for Moses, because thank God for second chance in Christ, and that is what salvation offers. You know, because the first time in Genesis 48, 48, 49, Jacob said, bring all my children. And when they gathered, what was happening was, you can search, Jacob was functioning under the gift of he was prophetically speaking to the, the, his children what will come of them in the future. And those words were not just predictions, mere words, they were prophetic utterances. And because Reuben had gone to his father's wife, so he was the firstborn, when the father said, Go to me all my children. So when this guy um, Bala in Numbers 23, 24 23 and 24 those two chapters when he was making an attempt to curse Israel and God turned into a blessing one of the things he said as he looked at them from the mountain he saw them camping and he was about to release his oracle against them and God turned into a blessing he said let me die the death of the righteous and let my end be like his he was talking about the patriarch Jacob in particular. He said he has not seen iniquity Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The shout of the king is in their midst. I shall be said about this time what the Lord has done. Now, what happened was the spirit of God made Balaam to see the people from God's perspective. They were sick naked people. They were rebellious people. They provoked Moses. But when Balaam saw them, he said he has not seen iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. And this, I, I've told you before, the best way to study the Bible is to see Jesus Christ in every chapter of the Bible. He said to the Pharisees, you think when you search the scriptures, you find life. He said they are the ones that testify of me. So every scripture testifies of Jesus Christ. It is true. All the, all, all the Old Testament stories, when you look at them very well under the revelation of the Holy Spirit, you are going to see Christ every story in Old Testament. And I've given you a lot of examples. Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Jesus being sacrificed for the entire world. Joseph going to prison. Loved by his father, hated by his brethren, just like Jesus Christ. Going into prison, Jesus was going to regions of hell below the earth. Coming out and being made the prime minister of Egypt, 
He sat at the right hand of Pharaoh. Jesus also rose from the dead and he sat at the right hand of the Father. And then Pharaoh gave Joseph a gentle bride. Jesus Christ received the church, the gentle bride. Are you following me? You may, I've said all that before. When God opened the side of Adam and brought Eve, Jesus also on the cross, the soldier pulled spear and blood and water came out. And every Christian is washed of blood and water, so the church came from the side of Jesus Christ. All the stories in the Old Testament, everything. So in this particular one also, what Balaam said, he did not say he has not beheld iniquity in children of Israel. <laughs> Redemption is powerful. He said, because he would have been lying if he said that. He said he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. Not the children of Israel. So God did not look at the people as it were, sinning down there. He looked at his covenant with Jacob, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and on the ground of covenant, they were declared clean. So if any man be in Christ, so when God looks at a Christian also, he does not see your flaws. He sees the finished work of Christ. Can somebody shout amen? Isn't that wonderful? That is what makes us to live right. Because the deception which some are peddling around also is to say because of that a Christian can't do anything. And I've talked about that many times. <laughs> if you are purified, you live a pure life, period. If your life is dirty, then you don't believe you are purified. If you have received righteousness as a gift, it will manifest in what you do. If it's not manifesting, then you don't have it. Are you following me? It's very simple. You tell us you have a car, but you are walking around everywhere. So where's your car? Say you have money. You are, I'm so say I have billions. I have billions. And you cannot even afford a car. You don't have the money. So when the Christian says, I'm righteous in Christ. So now I'm righteous. And then every lustful act is found in your life. Then you are lying. Did you get that? So when you hear all those Facebook jargons, that is becoming very common at this. People just don't want to receive the life of God and let the life beneath them. So they're looking for ways out. God is not angry. You can do anything. The Christian cannot be. Or the Christian cannot see. The Christian. Well, the Bible says, if you confess our sins. He said, that, that was not talking about Christian. <laughs> it's amazing how foolish people can be. Apostle Paul addressed flee fornication. And they say, Paul is a mentor. They said the words of Jesus Christ were Old Testament. Only Paul was correct. Stupidity. Jesus called the entire scripture scripture. Paul that they are talking about said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that tilled the ground as the scripture says. So Paul even referred to Testament as scriptures. These rascals. As... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's leave that alone. And you know, the, the problem with a lot of people is that there are many Christians, it's bad. And that was what happened with Titus and those old discussion also. We have the body of where people are Bible illiterates. We go to church and somebody shout, you are blessed, amen, 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 that's all. We don't know the basis for doing what we are doing in the Bible. And I, I told you before, many of you wear trousers as ladies because we wear it here. 
You don't know from the Bible whether what you are doing is wrong or right. You just do it because the church you are in, the world trusts are there. What of if I have been deceiving you? What of if you are going to hell? For very trouser. I'm just saying that. For how long is it that you do what you do because your church doing, not because you have read the Bible and you can defend it yourself. So a lot of Christians cannot defend someone that is shouting on radio with talk and it will overthrow the faith of some. No substance, no depth, and pastors need to correct this. Honestly speaking, I'm, I don't hit at anybody. Sincere truth is, I mean, you turn your radio, you turn, you just listen. Messages are scarce, teachings scarce. You have say, man, God bless you. Seven steps to blessing. And that's all we go with. People have not been taught to search the scripture. Why do we do this? Why do we sing praise worship? Why do we give? Can you give us scriptures as a Christian? For the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth shall be established. When we give, or we give because you, you give because we give. If somebody meets you and he says that for where children are going to, how do you respond? Tell the person, familiar, well, in our church, we wear it, that's all. But your church is not the Bible. So can you show the person from the Bible that no, you are wrong, sir, this is it. Even though those who are accused also, they don't know why they are accused. Also from a church where they don't wear. So they meet somebody where they say, you are going to hell. When I was having as a couple, one guy came and he was talking to a lady and I was behind them. When he finished, I said, brother, so where is it in the Bible that a woman should not wear pertains to a man? All of them that I asked, all of them. So I said, let me help you. So I quoted it. I said, it's in Deuteronomy. So I said, let me help you. That's it. <laughs> so he opened it. He said, remember, I showed you where it is. Just don't forget that. Okay, let's start. And we started. And I showed him his foolishness. I made him to see that in the entire chapter, it is written that you must not wear a cloth that is made of two different materials. And it was NYC. His trouser was khaki and the t-shirt was his eyes pop up when he saw it. I said, how come the only one you are seeing is what pertains to women? You've never seen this one before. I said, do you practice mixed farming? It says you must not sow two types of seed on your soil. I said there were over 100 laws given by Moses. One of the laws you must not shave. Yes, you come out of Bible and look at his sister and say, you say you are committing sin. The law came from Moses. Grace and truth. But that's not our... Even if we go into logic, nobody wore trouser in those days. Have you seen the Ten Commandments, the movie before? Men, in, men, men of Israel were not wearing trousers. There was no trouser then. It was a f- f- gown. Jesus did not even wear trousers. It was a free-flowing gown. That was what they were all wearing. Ju- Jacob blessed and cursed Reuben. So when Reuben showed up, he looked at Reuben. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn. The excellence of my strength and my mind. He said, but you defy your father's bed. Thou shalt not excel. Ah! Reuben must have built. This is it. In those days, the curse will cascade down to the entire generation to 13, 14 generations. So Reuben knew that that was it. I don't know how much value you attach to spiritual things. If your parents say from their heart that you are blessed, you are blessed. Real blessings are intangible. They manifest tangibly. All of you listening to me, I don't know how many blessings are following you spiritually. How many people are praying that you should live, you should not die. How many people have you extended the boys of your mercy to? 
that they are praising God every day because of you. And the starting point starts with your parents. How grateful are your parents that you are the son or their daughter? I hope it's not with regrets. If it's a matter of salvation, you are born again, you don't like that idea, don't worry, there's no, no problem with that. But in every other way, you can still try and be a blessing to them. Are you with me? And when you hear a word like this, act on it immediately. The last time I spoke of being a blessing to your parents, one of our leaders here told me, she called them and took them to Yellow Chili that same day, just to have lunch with them. They were moved. She called them. They are both, both in Lagos. Mommy and Daddy, are you free afternoon? I, want to, I just want to give you a treat. We should do things like that. Hallelujah. They should just be happy that they have you. There's some people are looking at me and I say, you are guilty. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Say amen. Say amen. So, anyway, he said that, he just said that, he said, Reuben, and Reuben was like, child, I will not exam. And it looked like that was the end of the matter. But thank God for Deuteronomy 33. Moses came, and as he came down from the mountain with his face glowing, he looked at the people again. He too was about to go like Jacob was about to go. And he began to bless. Thank God for seven Charles. Moses looked at Reuben and he said, let Reuben live and let his men not be few. And because Moses carried a greater utterance than Jacob, he removed the limitation placed on Reuben by his father by prophetic declaration. If there's anybody on the sound of my voice today, and wrong words have been spoken over you, because of the power of blood of Jesus and prophetic declaration, you are free and you are blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Words are very powerful. Words are very powerful. See, this is why if you are rising and you are rising, I think I wrote it that on Facebook, and your name is becoming popular, the ill will of other people towards you, those who do the kind of business you do and they are angry that you're extremely successful, sometimes they can be siblings. The mistake Christians made to start cursing and hating those people, we are supposed to walk in love. However, walking in love be a formidable person, be formidable in the spirit. Listen very carefully. When you are rising and there are tongues wagging against you, if you're not solid spiritually, those tongues are like arrows. They will kill the results that you're producing. If you don't know how to respond in the place of prayer, not by cursing back, by watching and by surrounding yourself with declarations of who God says you are. This is very important. Words must nullify words. Are you hearing me? If too many people are beefing you, are not solid spiritually, it will start affecting you. Those who say, it is called, the Bible is called tongues. David was promised under coming that I will deliver you from that. When men begin to talk, and somebody says, and they are mentioning your name in anger and saying things, it can affect the work of your hand. Except well guided. And there's no way you rise that will annoy some people. For your success makes some people's failure apparent. That's the truth. Hallelujah. The way Rashidi Akini celebrated the first World Cup of Nigeria, US 94, when they scored. That was part of the reason why Nigeria got out of that tournament early enough. By the next match, some of the guys made that not to give him ball again. It became a real fit in the dressing room. And a shot later, one of the matches when it was, we just went into the dressing room in anger. And if you are a group, we might get to that second. But what I really want to talk about is 
the concept of time that we started with. And the second thing is the concept of finding the people. So I read that scripture. One of the prayers. So when we move away, anyway, jo, uh, Moses lifted the cross. Then Moses looked at Judah. And he prayed the prayer. And that's supposed to be the beginning of my message. But I have time. He looked at Judah. In verse 7. And he said, let them hear the voice of Judah. And bring him to his people. All of them were ready before Moses. Why did he say that? Everybody say my people. Say it again. I will talk about the circumstances. First Chronicles 12, 32. When we talk about purpose on earth, I told you we'll move to assignment later. We're talking about understanding why God has called you. Every Christian is called. But, and of the children of Isaacah, which were men that had understanding of times, to know what Israel ought to do. So there is something called understand of times. To know what Israel ought to do. There is also, so, part time. There is something Israel is supposed to do every time. A time to start something, a time to stop. A time. So, the wisest man in Old Testament, Solomon saw it, and he began to say to every purpose under the sun. Where is Ecclesiastes read, right? Let's read. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes, please, chapter. To everything there is a season. Everybody's everything. Say it loud. Louder. What is the meaning of everything? <laughs> what is the meaning of everything? To everything there is a season. And a time to what? Some purposes. Every purpose. Under, the, under heaven. Next verse. A time to be born <laughs> and a time to die. <laughs> Am Robbers came to the guys as one day and they surprisingly they opened the Bible. They told his wife and bring his Bible. And they opened they asked him to open the Ecclesiastes. And they said there is a time for everything. A time to be born and a time to die. So they shot him after reading the scripture to him. It was one of them, and they were cabals together, and then they, anyway, <laughs> a time to pluck, go to verse 4. A time to weep, a time to love, verse 5. 6. 7. 8. A time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. 9. What profit are the work therein? 10. I say the travail. Which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. Go on. He made everything beautiful in his time. He has settled the one there so that man cannot find the work, make it of God from the beginning. There will be exercise in futility. Once you do understand the concept of time and season. So among the twelve, 12 tribes, there was a tribe separated by God. And the assignment was to help people to know what they ought to do. Because to every purpose, 
there is a time. To everything, there is a season. So, the Isakas could look, at, could look at the race and they could tell that by now, you should marry. By now, you should invest. By now, you should save your money. What can we get from these people? The Bible says, because man knoweth his time, his mysteries are great upon the mysteries. Now, hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I, one. Number two. So let's start to the prayer of Judah. We will be going to this one and that one. I want to speak about three things. The third one is pattern. I started this series by saying to everybody, one of the things that you will do for yourself and nobody will do for you is to observe the patterns of your life. And we'll go into time, come back from time to when I say your poo, time and place, time and place, we go back, then we move into pattern, we go back. I have to move into all of them. But, so let me move a little into pattern. Second service will go. There's no particular that just follow me. Are you following me? Are you getting what I'm saying so far? Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember at the beginning last week I told you, observation is part of Christianity. So Jesus said, watch and pray. So we don't only pray, we watch. Watching means you observe. Solomon used that word many times, and I saw it, and I observed it, and I concluded. Because observation, the reason is this. There are things that the Spirit of God will tell you. There are things that the Word of God will teach you. There are things that the teachers of the word of God with you. There are also things that life will teach you. Many times, Christians make mistakes, not on the first one, second or third, but on the fourth one. Here is the interesting thing. Anytime life is trying to get a lesson across you and you miss it, life will slap you. When life slaps you and you don't let, the slap will be added next time. Some things are not really written on the pages of the scripture. But if you observe the patterns of life, so, we will start with the first person. Samson would have known that there was something between him and Philistine will not work in. Part of this one we get to, everybody is worked up by God one way or the other. Your configuration is different from that of any other person. Anytime you are stepping out of your bounds, life is permitted to teach you that you are out of line. Many times, it begins with the voice of the Spirit of God trying to correct us of something. When we don't really get it, God in his mercy can send a word. When we don't get it, life will teach you. When you don't get it, life will destroy you. Are you following me? Nobody falls without first of us on warning signals. It's not possible. Are you following me? The first, Delilah was not the first woman from Philistine that Samson got engaged. I have seen ladies going for guys and relationship always end in sorrow. By the time they are going to pick the next person, they pick somebody like that guy also. You should understand that no matter who you are, oh, Apostle Paul had it very easy with the Gentiles. He was always having problem with Pharisees until in Jerusalem the Pharisees arrested him. When Nagabos prophesied, he said he put his, his, his type of he turned into an anchor and he said, 
so shall the Jews in Jerusalem do to this man. And when he was praying in the temple, he goes to Jerusalem eventually was praying. Jesus appeared and he said, get out of this. They will not receive your, your testimony concerning me. He said, go, I will send you to the Gentiles. Because that was what God told him. In his vision statement, when Jesus appeared to him and was telling Agrippa what he saw, in now 26, he said, as he was giving the account of how Jesus appeared, he said, and I heard him, he said, stand up on your feet. He said, for I will send you to the Gentiles to open their eyes of the blind. So they know them from the power of Satan to God. God told Paul, but Paul wanted to reach out to the Jews because he was a Jew. And eventually the Jews landed. He never had a problem with the Gentiles, but with the Jews. Whereas Peter did well with the Jews. The Bible records that a great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. In Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 6, priests were getting born again. Not only Pharisees, their rulers were getting born again. Paul was not born again there. When Paul came in, he was sent to the Gentile boy and wanted to reach out to the Pharisees. Many times, we like things that are not in your DNA and you will have problems. When life tries to teach you first, second, third time, the fourth defeat can be so catastrophic that you might not recover from it. And it is important to also learn. You are getting younger. One of the things about age is that you are supposed to be wiser the more you grow. Because age has one major disadvantage. The older you are, the more it is difficult to stand when you fall. Just when they fall, you feel for them, they feel nothing. Have you noticed? Your children can fall from the stool. Now, you are the one rushing. They get up. Sometimes they cry a little and they are fine. They see coke and they are looking for coke again. After they don't cry, parents cry for them. The distance between them and the floor is very short. But you see, some of here, when you fall the way those kids fall, we have to come to the hospital to see you. And now when you are 78, 80 and you fall, the things of the spirit can be understood by what you see. The same thing as you grow, not only chronologically, as you also grow in wisdom and in the spirits, when it's more difficult than that of a young chap in Nepal, somebody just growing up in Christ. And the reason is that age is supposed to teach wisdom. Elihu said so. So the older we get, the more we must recognize that there are no times to make mistakes. There's no time. And this is very important. So, the first Philistine woman, Samson fell in love with. The day was supposed to marry her. They gave her his best friend. And the best friend married her. He got angry. Then he went again. He should have realized that come, there is something here. There is something here. Every great man whether in mystery or anywhere, they have learned vitalizes by observing the patterns of their life. It's a concept introduced by God to help you. So many times when you call back and you sound and you examine your life, you will realize that certain things, only that many of us have not observed. If you check very well, there are periods in your life that you have more money than other periods. What to do to multiply your success is to check what is working in your life and what is wasting your efforts. Separate the two. Move away from one and devote your attention to another one. 
my time is up. I want to, second service, this is just a preamble. I was going to get this too. In understanding, it begins with knowing who you are. I will explain and link it up with your people. When we talk about a group, and I'll stop here, there is a carrier, and there are those who can call me benefactors. So. Oh. Shall we rise? <laughs> is somebody following me? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. May the Lord bring to your people. Some will rise. And in their rising, others will rise. Some will rise because somebody has risen and you need to connect yourself to the person. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You don't get what I've just said this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. The first time William Bram attempted to start a teaching meeting. It was terrible. It was an evangelist and a prophet. The meeting was terrible. He repeated, he went to pray more, repeated it was terrible. The third time, he got in the and he started teaching things that are still hurting the body rise up till now. Patterns. Are you following me? You cannot do well everywhere. There are selected places for you. You can never survive everybody. There are some people that are your people. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and just worship Him. Just give Him praise. Blessed be your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. So at the end of the day, maybe when this message is ending, I'm just going to ask us to pray the important, to understand the importance of praying for mercy and for light that God might show. But we can as well just pray right now. Can we all pray? I told you, prayer of mercy is not a prayer of sinners. In His mercy, guide me. In Your mercy, guide me, Lord. In Your mercy, open my eyes. Lead me. Just lead me. Lord, just lead me. Amen. I come as one who does not know the way except to show me. Jesus, you are the master of the universe. You are the one who knows the way through the wilderness of life. I ask. I have seen people who ended a relationship, made a business with somebody, and they folded up straight away. We have seen people who relocated and that was the end of their success. Yet we have seen people relocated and everything started booming. Except one is guided by the Spirit of God and by the mercy of God. eyes of your understanding be open at all times. 
you be guided by the spirit of wisdom. May the Lord bring you to your people, to your land, and to your season. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for understanding of times and season over every member of this church, over everyone listening to me. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Someone bless this man. Let's give off him. Again, I want to thank oh, all of you that followed me to Abuja. Thank you, the media, some of the sound engineers, some of the leaders, Pastor Mayawa, Sister Buki, Sister Fumi. Thank you all you know, for the support. Captain D, I was so happy to see all of them around. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Shall we give an offering? If you are writing a chair, write out so of David. If you are doing a transfer, the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for opportunity to give. We ask that you bless every giver. Multiply this seed by the soil. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.